0: Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Academy podcast, the podcast dedicated to simplifying the commercial real estate industry for the masses. Each week, we sit down with industry experts to dissect the many facets of commercial real estate and extract valuable lessons you can apply to your business. Whether you're a new or seasoned business owner or investor, the Commercial Real Estate Academy podcast will be your go-to resource for all your commercial real estate needs. Now, here are your hosts, Rafael Coyazo and Jeff Walston. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rafael Quayasso, here with my co-host, Jeff Walson. How's it going, my friend?
1: Going great. Um, as I always say, business is good and uh, everything on the personal end is going great. Um, getting ready for all the barbecues and 4th of July coming up. So a lot of yard work, but yeah, it's doing great. Um, but what about you, my friend? How's it going over there?
0: Going well, going well. Yeah. We're we're actually planning to 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 schedule or or try to get a barbecue event going here at our house too. So I'm sure you'll be getting an invite and along with other people that we know here in Louisville. So, you know, we're just trying to take advantage of the nice weather while we have it. You know, we still got a few more months left, but you know, I'm always I'm big into trying to get outside and do stuff when it is nice out. And we have, you know, longer days now. So the other day it was like nine thirty PM when it went dark. So it was really nice to take advantage of that. So but speaking of just a phenomenal time and and this is actually our first repeat guest um, and we wanted to have him back on the podcast because he provided so many insights to start off with and he also has some other initiatives that you know he's very passionate about and we're really excited to host Michael Beckerman who's the CEO of Cretech and also Cretech Climate which is the initiative that is really focused on you know helping bring awareness and, and try to promote technology that helps to Limit the impact that carbon emissions has on the built environment. So, in today's episode, we we, we kind of learned a little bit more about his backstory. If you guys listen to the first podcast episode, you may have heard about his how he how he got into the commercial real estate industry. But you know, we kind of touched on that a little bit as well. Uh, we touched on his inspiration for starting, you know, Cretec Climate, and 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 why he's so passionate about this this initiative, and it's going to be an initiative that he pursues for the rest of his career. Uh, you know, it, it is an industry that actually has more carbon emissions being produced than the auto industry, which is a, a, a tidbit that he shared on a first podcast, and I was absolutely shocked by. So he, he, he provides reasoning as to why he decided to, to pursue that initiative. We also talked about, you know, some of the areas that you can focus, that we can focus on as far as low-hanging fruit is concerned in order to help impact uh, the, the, or reduce the impact of the built environment as far as carbon emissions are concerned. Uh, we also touched on, you know, what technologies he sees coming down the pike that he was really excited about, and then also where he sees the industry going over the next five to ten years, and how CRE Tech Climate or is going to be able to be, I guess, a, a leader within that, uh, you know, push and an initiative over the next five to ten years. So I found the the discussion extremely helpful. You know, obviously Michael is is just an awesome individual, and I'm always glad to reconnect with with Michael. And they've got a few conferences coming up, and hopefully we'll be able to be in attendance with them as well. Because I went to the one in 2021, absolutely phenomenal. If you guys haven't had a chance to attend the conference, I would highly recommend you do so. Jeff, do you have any uh, insights you'd like to share?
1: Uh, Michael's an incredible guy, especially uh, when it comes to his, just his passion in, on this subject, uh, the, C, the technology and the CRE climate uh, and, and the built environment. So I cannot wait for you guys to listen to everything that you say. You, I know that you will hear just the passion in his voice, uh, and how much he wants to just help educate people in this sector. Um, so I, I'm really, really excited for you guys to take a listen. Definitely. No,
0: I couldn't agree more. And, and also as we always do in every single episode, we just want to thank you guys so much for your guys' support. Uh, we, we just do appreciate eclipse, it guys. Yeah. And we just eclipsed over 10,000 downloads and we continue to see yeah. growth in our podcast over and over and over again. It's always just super inspirational. And we're always thankful for you guys engaging with the podcast on a regular basis. If you guys don't mind, we would greatly appreciate if you could go to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review because we've seen the increase in five-star reviews being left. We've actually seen an increase in our downloads as well. So, you know, every single five-star review makes a huge difference for us. If you guys don't take a second to be able to go down to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review, that'd be great. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It helps with the YouTube algorithm and ensures more and more people can hear this message and learn about everything related to commercial real estate. So thanks again. And without further ado, let's
2: go ahead and dive into this episode. Well, good morning, Michael. Great to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Again, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm always surprised when somebody asks me to go back on their show. (laughs) Uh, So I'm, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to join you again on your wonderful show I love what you guys are doing. I'm a Big fan. So, uh, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we appreciate it you're definitely coming back on and sharing your knowledge. So, I don't know about knowledge,
2: but definitely uh, my passion. Yeah, <laughs> passion, <laughs> insights, and wisdom. Is so, what yeah. get.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and 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 for those of you guys who are uh, you know listening for the first time, actually, Michael was one of our earlier guests. Uh, I believe he was in the first twenty guests we had on, and he provided so much value related to you know, commercial real estate technology. And today we wanted to invite them, him back because he also is a CEO of CRE Climate, which is a, you know, a, a, a focal, where their focal point is really trying to get people un- understanding about how the built environment affects climate and hopefully make an, a change going forward so that, you know, we're able to live in an environment that, that you know, get to enjoy our planet for many years to come. And so we're really excited to have you on to talk a little bit about uh, your backstory and then ultimately you know your your efforts on that on that front. So,
2: well, again, uh, thanks, guys, uh, both of you for giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, climate tech and the built world. It's you know it, it's become uh, my life's mission uh, to raise awareness and to drive measurable change uh, in in this crisis. And so, any opportunity that I can get where I can talk to people I respect, like the two of you, is just, uh, it, it's really wonderful. So thank you. Oh,
0: of course. No, thanks again, Michael, for, for stopping by. It's always an honor to, to talk to you. So one thing I wanted to do, you know, there there are people who have listened to your episode originally, but then there's some that may have not. So if you can kind of give a little bit of your backstory, I think that'd be great.
2: Sure, sure, sure. So I've been in commercial real estate my whole career, a uh, very long career, about 35 years. The first say 25 was all focused on the uh, public relations media marketing side of the industry. But, you know, we represented my agency that I built big real estate companies throughout the U S the last 10 years or so I've been focusing on the technology sector, quote unquote, prop tech. It's a term I don't love because I think it's very narrow in its definition, but it's the only one I, I haven't come up with a better one. So I typically t- will talk about, you know, Commercial real estate technology and innovation. So I've been focused on, on building this this ecosystem, which is, you know, startups, mostly emerging young startups that are focused on brokerages, owners, mm. landlords, investors, asset managers, pension funds, property managers, construction companies, and helping them discover and then hopefully uh, invest and adopt uh, technology solutions. So. It's a massive industry now. About thirty billion a year being invested in prop tech. There's about ten thousand startups globally. Our audience at Tech has grown to well over a hundred thousand, um, and that's venture, that's startups, and that's sort of the end users, uh, the customers in the industry. And um, you know, our primary business is conferences, events. We do one in London and one in New York. We do some consulting work as well for real estate companies, but it's really about uh, the conferences and, uh, up, upcoming in the fall, October 12th and 13th. Sorry for the little infomercial, uh, in New York, that's our big flagship. And then, you know, just, uh, I'll just take the, the handoff and run with it. Uh, mm-hmm. we, uh, we're doing a virtual conference in 2020. Um, I don't know if you heard this terrible thing called COVID, but those of us, uh, no, I don't mean to make light of it, that we're in the physical event business on, on the virtual, uh, path. For a time being, now we're back in person. During that time, was looking around for some content ideas, uh, connected with a couple of peers that I I have great respect for, and that's when it sort of just hit me like a like a sledgehammer uh, that the built world's the biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions more than any other industry. So I set out to make this my my life's mission and my my company's focus on Cree Tech Climate to help. Uh, drive awareness investment in climate technologies that'll help to decarbonize the built world. So that's something I'm very, very focused on, as you know.
0: Absolutely. And and I will say that I had a chance to attend uh, Tech last year, actually. Uh, I was there for the conference and it is an awesome, awesome event. I mean, I was able to see so many different types of Companies that are coming down the pike with really cool and revolutionary technologies, and I even met some companies that were addressing some of the, you know, concerns that you were regarding, uh, that you were referencing with the built world as well. So, I mean, it's just yeah. amazing to see the, the effort and resources that people are putting behind these initiatives, and you know, kudos to you to be to being that 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 that, team. that that. That that watering hole, I guess. for Those types of ideas. (laughs) The
2: watering hole. I like that. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the team. That's what we should rebrand ourselves. Creetech, the watering hole (laughs) of all things real estate technology innovation. That's good. I'm gonna use that.
1: There you go. Uh, Michael, actually, before because on the last one, um, I wanted to jump back a little bit, and when I say a little bit, 35 years ago. To ask the question of when that time came around, what actually got you interested in commercial real estate? Was it a family? Was it schooling? Or can you just kind of tell that little snippet of a story? Oh my gosh, you're
2: making me go way, way, way back, (laughs) way back, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think, uh, again, who cares about my journey? But, you know what well, I when you I got to remember
1: Michael that a lot of our listeners are just getting into commercial real estate so if you can kind of you know yeah. tell the, your story maybe it'll be relatable and
2: can, uh, uh, Yeah, can, I think for inspire. me it's always been about just seeing the opportunities in front of you and just not overthinking them and just pursuing them and then discovering, you know, whatever that opportunity presented itself. So I was, a, I, I, I was a failed college student. I think I got a year in and I was looking for, to pay the bills, you know? And, uh, so I was doing a lot of odd jobs. I was, uh, I was a, a delivery <laughs> for a pharmacy. I was answering somebody's uh, company's phones. I was, um, gosh, I had so many odd jobs. And then I just started a work uh, in uh, in marketing. I just, you know, created a marketing agency and my parents were in the graphic design business. So I kind of knew it a little bit. And then I just stumbled upon commercial real estate in that journey. It's like, oh, it's a really cool, big, interesting industry. I didn't know anything about media or PR, but I just was fascinated by this industry, how it moved, how markets moved, how it changed, how it, evolved and i've just been a student of real estate my whole sort of career so it wasn't by strategy it was really just by happenstance i just met somebody and i was like what do you do oh i work in commercial real estate what is that you know what what do you do in commercial real estate i'm a developer i'm a broker i have just always been fascinated by the industry because i don't know many industries on earth that touch everybody right like all of us are in the built environment like we don't you know live in a mountain in a cave so it touches all of our lives and yeah. i've just always been so fascinated by the industry
0: awesome yeah and, and it yeah. kind of lends itself to a lot of the the people that we've interviewed over the course of of our having this podcast is that a lot of people don't they just kind of fall into it it's not an yeah. industry that's not it's not well marketed i don't think <laughs> yeah you no know, it's yeah. not like uh, a lot no. of these other industries where it's like oh you know it's coming to this profession whereas here in, in i feel like in commercial real estate it is much more of a you know, kind of opaque industry that a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, understand or, or know much about until they actually just get into it by happenstance or maybe having a conversation with someone uh, that just so happens to be in the industry. And so, you know, it's always kind of nice to hear the the, the store backstories for people because people who are listening to this podcast could potentially relate and, and you know, that can maybe inspire them to, to pursue different avenues. So,
2: and, you know, the thing that I love about the industry, I mean, I love the, the outsized personalities, many of which you've had on the show. Mm-hmm. I love the yeah. entrepreneurial nature of it. I love the creativity where every day these people that work in this industry are working on a blank with a blank canvas, which I'm fascinated by in life. So there's a vision of something and they go create it. Like it's such a creative, inspiring I- industry. However, the other part that inspires me, it's the least innovative. It's the biggest industry on earth measured by global GDP. It spends the least on R&D. I think most industries are about three to 5%. They reinvest in R&D. Real estate's like under 1%. So for me, that's the last 10 years is, oh my goodness. Think about the the, uh, the, the improvements that we can make in operations and marketing and leasing and development and design and architecture and in disposition in, in ma- property management by getting them to embrace innovation. I mean, you know, we could, we're going to build this new industry and in the biggest industry on earth. So for yeah. me, you know, it's, it's always just been very, very exciting to be on the innovation side. And, you know, to anybody that is thinking about a career, I mean, my goodness, I've never seen, I mean, I know a lot of people are trying to hire, never seen so many open jobs in tech, in commercial real estate than I've seen today. Absolutely. Ever.
0: Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. So it, it definitely is does have opportunities for those who are willing to pursue it. But one thing I wanted to ask you, and obviously this is kind of going to be the focal point of the podcast, because I definitely want you to be able to highlight this is, you know, you you, you alluded back to, you know, 2021 or if, if, if I'm not mistaken, where you had that kind of revelation where, you know, now you wanted to try to focus a lot more of your attention on the climate side. And, you know, that kind of created cretec climate and so if i could, could elaborate a little bit on what made you decide to do that maybe was there like a, 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 a you know a statistic that you heard or you know maybe a discussion that you that you had could you kind of elaborate a little bit on that inspiration
2: thanks Raphael. yeah i mean uh, you know again i feel like i'm getting too personal but uh who cares about what i my my <laughs> life or my journey but you know for me I, I was always somebody that found solace and spirituality in nature right so I'm a hiker I just I walk everywhere I can get if I find in a park if I, any city I'm in that's me I'm that guy um, you know fly fisherman like I just love the outdoors so I've got that as my life and then my professional life it's always been in the built environment big cities New York which I live outside of and um, and to find out that that in, that industry is the leading cause of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. That was like this aha for me was okay. All those roads you've traveled down converge now. That's why you spend all this time in the commercial real estate industry. That's why you spend all the time in the tech sector. Now you have an opportunity, me speaking of myself in the third party <laughs> to change the world by changing this industry and making a huge impact so I say to people who will listen the climate crisis is the single biggest threat ever to face the the real estate industry but it's also the single biggest opportunity so that's my mission I'm on a mission to decarbonize the built world and I'm you know doing everything I can to just help raise the level of awareness so the 40 percent of all carbon emissions uh 40 it's what my friend Travis Connors at Building Ventures, a great VC we should have on, says it's the 40% problem. 40% of greenhouse gas emissions, 40% of energy consumed, 40% of raw materials used, 40% of all landfill materials. Of the 40%, 29% is on the operating carbon, um, I mean, the, the, on, the, on the operating emissions, so the buildings that we live and work in. And then the other 11 or 12% is embodied, which is on the construction side. All time to date, the real estate industry, we did a survey with a research project with ULI and uh, Fifth Wall, the great uh, venture firm. And we were able to track, about a hundred million dollars has been spent by the real estate industry on climate technology solutions. To decarbonize the built world is a hundred trillion, Dollar problem. That's what's going to cost. Most of that money has got to go into existing building stock. So when you think about the internet is a trillion dollar industry, all time, all time. Everything we see, the Facebooks, the, you know, the, the, the Amazons, all that. That's that's maybe a tr- couple trillion, maybe. Now you say a hundred trillion just for our industry. I mean, let that sink in. So that's 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 the mission, and it's the biggest one I've ever, and most people will ever confront.
0: Absolutely, and and, right. and when when we first had the discussion uh, on the original on the first podcast, uh, you you had referenced that, and I I kind of did a little bit of research on my own because at first I was kind of shocked by it because you you <laughs> always hear because you but the thing is you always hear on the news. Like, different come sites. on, Michael,
2: that can't be true. I want to go verify it.
0: <laughs> Trust but verify, as they say, right? No, but. <laughs> No, but uh but but when you think about it like all all the different articles and 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 all the all the news that I've consumed in the past has always been focused on, you know, the auto industry, which which makes sense right. because that is something that, you know, is is easy to see. It's it's very, you know, linear and that, you know, you can see that the carbon emissions are coming out of the tailpipes and everything else whereas with the built environment, it's a bigger impact, quote unquote, but, you know, it, it's one of those things that people just don't talk about. And so I think what you're doing obviously yeah. with your mission is, is, is so impactful Trying. because, because uh, more people just need to understand this because I I'm in the commercial real estate industry and I had zero idea. Yeah.
2: Rafael, uh, like that. most of us, like me, like I'm yeah. you know, probably three times your age. Like yeah. I didn't even know. And I'm, I'm somebody who consumes content re- like passionately every day. day. I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I'm, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on. And I didn't know. So it's like this, this, this giant problem that's hiding in plain sight, it's right there. Now, then the question becomes, okay, do we have the tools to do this? And the good news is yes. So the, a lot of the solutions are there. So we don't, you know, we don't have to wait for Elon to come solve our problem, like they're there, right? It's just a question of now, we've got to communicate to the industry about the problem because most don't know and then also what the risk is for not investing in these solutions so that's the other part of the narrative and the story is well okay but maybe one day i'll think about it no you don't have much time if you're an owner and two well i'm you know i'm not here to make the moral argument uh so what i say to people is yeah, you're gonna to have to invest in these technologies because government, your lender, your insurance, the tenant, they're all gonna demand it. But two is it's the single greatest wealth creation opportunity in history. So let's just talk about ROI and making money, right? So that's the other part of the message.
1: Definitely, yeah. So on your mission there, I. I, I I've listened to all that, and you put a dollar amount, like a hundred trillion dollars, but I kind of want to dive a little bit further into that. Uh, not specifically on the how much, but on the certain areas of the built environment where you know change can have the biggest impact on this. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that?
2: Yeah, no, great, great question. I mean, th- th- there's some like um, low hanging fruit where the industry just needs to adopt some of these solutions like energy, like HVAC, like HVAC upgrades, energy management, the amount of energy that's wasted within buildings. So we can definitely optimize buildings better. Now, again, I'm focused, and I need to focus more on existing building stock because most of the big, the new development projects, they will be net zero. Uh, to attract tenants, to get the rents that people want, they're going to do that. So HVAC, um, there's a lot that can be done on uh, construction side, which um, on uh, uh, concrete and steel and mass timber, uh, one day, hopefully 3D printed homes and structures and modular and prefab will be great. Uh, There's a lot on the geothermal uh, there's a lot, uh, I mean, there's, there's just, there's so many good tools out there. What I tell people is like, you know, there's a wealth of information that's available in the marketplace, or you could go and find out these solutions. There's great nonprofits out there. There's a great tool called the EC3 tool, which will tell you by material, what the carbon impact is, uh, ULI green print has so much information out there. So. Just, you know, maybe we'll make it available on the show notes like there's a wealth of resources out there. So the good news is that there's a dozen, two dozen, if not more off the shelf, ready to go solutions right now that'll bring down the energy consumption uh, immediately. And two, on your construction projects that will help you um, really make the best choices in terms of uh, carbon impact uh, by the materials that you use. So. It's all there. I mean, it's water, it's air, it's glass. It's 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 great advancements are being made on the tech front. That's I know in the
1: in the Europe and European settings and stuff like that, the modular prefab is is a really big deal that's coming, where they're actually building apartment buildings in a modular system and taking them out and then just stacking them up. And uh, I mean, you're talking. Instead of it taking months, it's taking weeks for these these uh, apartments to. And I think like they were saying like it's thirty. Right now, it's like thirty percent less energy is involved um, in building these buildings this way. Um, that don't uh, hold me to that, but that's that. That was one of the claims. It's it is actually less energy. It was only thirty percent right now, um, and this was a couple years ago, so it might have even been better, but. I think they're kind of leading that, that way, that charge. I don't know if you've looked into
2: that. Yeah, I saw, I've seen a lot about that, Jeff. Great great yeah. point, great illustration. There are so many advances made in, being made in sort of modular construction, prefabricated yeah. materials and panels, building buildings quicker, uh, more cost-effective, less waste. Europe, I mean, if you want examples, go to Europe. The U.S., yeah. unfortunately, we are lagging. Yeah. Um, I believe that a lot of the innovation is going to come here, come from here but adoption we are definitely lagging it's in europe it's table stakes you know when i think about my my conferences and what do people want to talk about in europe all they want to talk about is climate the u.s you know we're not there yet but we're getting there. and i'll just make one other point about the message to the audience um there's going to be a severe financial penalty to pay if you've got a brown building
1: yeah
2: and You know, who's going to buy a a, a brown building? They're going to have to be severely discounted where green buildings will trade at a premium in the marketplace. There is zero doubt about that. So you're looking for ROI. You're sitting on, you know, a building that's 5, 10, 15, 20 years old. That's got all this outdated, you know, brown technology in it. Try flipping that building out in the marketplace in in the very near term. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get the numbers that you think you're going to get. Whereas if you, you know, if if you've got a clean building, that's going to command a premium because everybody's gonna be looking for it on the occupancy side, on the residential side, on the retail side. And there is study after study after study about green buildings selling for a premium and commanding higher rents and, and, you know, tenants that, if you're an office tenant in the market today, I guarantee you besides the location or the flexibility um, and the price, obviously ESG is going to be right there because that's what their employees want. And employees are driving all the, the, you know, except for Tesla maybe are, 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 you know, have all the power today. So um, the the numbers are there. We just got to, Get the message out, which you're helping me do, and uh, let people see that there's a pathway here to a better real estate uh, industry that's doing good for the environment at the same time, making good money, which is great. Yeah, yeah and and, yeah. That, and
0: that and that speaks to a variety of different people because there's people out there that are driven to To make a change through the the morality of it and the fact that it's going to help the environment long term, but also right. I, it, it, we're in an, we're in a capitalistic society, so being able Absolutely to incentivize right. as well on the the sales side, and not only that, but the operational efficiencies that you improve go straight to the NOI. So Absolutely it's one of those right. things where people that understand that would say, okay, well, this has got to be part of our our strategy going forward because it's not only good you know good for the environment and 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 moral moral play it's also good for business so you know i'm glad we were able to kind of discuss this and give you an opportunity to kind of share your insights on that front so one of the things that i wanted to ask you oh michael did you have something you want to no, say No, i'm just
2: going to echo what you said and that i yeah, couldn't yeah. agree more with what you mm-hmm. just said that's it yeah. i'm not here to make the moral argument by the way yeah. if if i wanted to make the moral argument in this climate it's not going to work so okay. if my goal is just to impact and affect change you know this You guys know this industry better than I do. What's going to make change the fastest? Bottom line, money, and that's okay. We live in a capitalist it, society, so exactly.
0: And, and you, you, you alluded to the fact of the slow adoption of, of of technology. A big reason for that was because we didn't need to, right? From right. a from yeah. an oh, industry standpoint, you were you were doing extremely well without it. And now that you know real estate's becoming a lot more institutionalized, that you know it's starting to become a lot you know, a lot bigger as, uh, of, a, of a deal as far as improving your, your performance. I mean, that that's where tech comes and, and, and supplements that. So it's one of those things you know where the space.
2: Well, man, you know, the space, yeah. well, that's right. Yeah. This, yeah. what I, what I tell people, sorry, I mean, you get me going on this topic and I can't mm-hmm. stop. I'm sorry. But you know, what, what I also know is that prop tech, it was kind of discretionary, the spending there. Right. And, I, I can't tell you how many founders I've met in my journey, tech founders who say, I don't, I don't come from this industry, but I'm going to disrupt this industry because it's so antiquated. And I'm going to be bigger than Facebook. You know, it's like hockey stick. And I'm like, okay, good luck. And then, you know, it's like six months, a year later, it's like deer in headlights. Like I had no idea. I said, listen, don't talk about the industry as being antiquated. It's not. Yeah. Don't talk about the industry as being risk averse. It's not. Show me a more riskier industry than real estate, where an owner, a developer, an investor is sees something before anybody else does and goes put big dollars on the line to go build a vision. You got to get entitlements. You got, I mean, all of that, the construction costs. It is the riskiest in, in, industry. It just hasn't invested in innovation because it never had to. It's starting to now, which is great. Climate, because of all these external forces, They're converging. You have laws now in New York City, in Orlando, in Boston, in Washington, like that are mandating uh, uh, net zero targets, decarbonization targets. You have lenders, you have insurance agencies. You're not getting money if if you don't have a certain net zero decarbonization plan or if you're in a flood or fire zone. Like there's, it's real. I mean, the shit is real, what's coming to this yeah. industry and how it's going to impact um, uh, companies, who own, people who own real estate. Definitely.
0: No, I couldn't agree more.
2: So one of the things I wanted to
0: ask you is, you know, we, we've talked about some of the needs and, 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 and focal points of where the impact can be made. Can you kind of highlight maybe a few of the, the companies that you've seen or, you know, some of the technologies that you've seen that have really just made, you know, you, get, you got you excited about, you know, a variety of different things?
2: Oh, my gosh. Now you're asking me to pick my favorite kid. Uh, (laughs) When I get asked that question about I'm always like, oh, geez, how am I going to get out of this one? Um, I prefer not to mention companies just because there's so many great ones and I will inevitably leave off names. Um, I would just say that uh, whether it's concrete or whether it's steel or whether it's glass or whether it's geothermal, uh, whether it's smart building uh, uh, energy efficiency, energy management uh, th- there's a plethora of great solutions on the market. I'm sorry to be so evasive.
0: No, but, no. Of uh, there's course. just so
2: many. I, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, I mean, I'll give, you know, it's from carbon cure on the concrete side to cove tool uh, on the, on the data and information side, measurable, on the um, on the ESG reporting side, uh, there's uh, Turntide Motors, uh, Dandelion on the on the geothermal. I mean, there's so many. I said I wasn't going to do it. I just did. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and, and I think I think you yeah. know highlighting some of that. If you guys get a chance to go to these conferences, you definitely should. I mean, it's oh, unbelievable the amount of technology and and just Thanks. just connections you can develop and and really you know just get yourself aware of how the industry is going to change over time because you know being educated about these types of things is only going to help your career long term so if you get an opportunity to go to one of these conferences in particular one focused on climate i think that would be a great great feeling and, and, and again uh, i'm going to be going as well so
2: and just yeah. on that note I'll, I'll give you one other data point for your audience um, i think it was McKinsey who said there's going to be 500,000 jobs created in in the decarbonization of the built environment. Like if I'm, if I'm a kid that's graduating college or not graduating college like me, if I'm in middle of my career, and I'm looking for a transition or if I'm looking for a new field to enter, I can't think of a better segment to enter than sustainability in the built environment. I mean, there's just so many opportunities that are gonna be created. All these real estate companies, they need, heads of sustainability, sustainability managers, they just, they all need the technology companies, they all need real estate people who understand how to market uh, to real estate companies. Um, The venture world, you know, venture, climate tech venture is one of the fastest growing segments. And in fact, even in this environment where you know, we're talking where the news, you know, I don't want to make this thing too timely, but I think we're going to be here for a while where the news about tech and venture is not positive right now. That's not the case with climate tech. Climate tech is up big time, big time. So, and it will be. So, venture is another great, great uh, career path. Absolutely.
1: So, Earlier, you were speaking uh, that you didn't want to argue over this climate change. Well, I just want to make one point. I don't, I don't want to get into the argument, too. But the one good thing about COVID is during that time, a lot of people, we were not going to work. So the traffic wasn't going on. Uh, all these industrial factories are shutting down. So they are turning their HVACs, you know, practically off. I mean, and you are actually seeing healing of mother earth. I mean, like if, if you don't understand, like, okay, everything basically was shut down and turned off and what was happening around us, like there was birds who weren't coming in to the coast, the Southern coast of uh, California who are now migrating back because the smog was going away. Like that to me, that, that, the proof's in the pudding, so to speak in, in me. So the CRE climate on all the technology, like I am for and uh, so I'm very curious where you see this going and then say in the next five to ten years. Where do you see
2: the well, technology just, going? And then what are your
1: goals uh in the next, next five uh, to ten years to help?
2: Just a quick data point on on your comment though, and I respect your opinion and your views immensely. I, you know, I mean, um, it's it's not challenging your views because you're right about, you know, during COVID, we definitely experienced um, a reduction of uh, greenhouse gas emissions, but then we rebounded pretty quickly. So yeah. 21 was a record year in history of yeah. greenhouse yeah. gas emissions. So um, the, the new the trending is not good. Um, yeah. But you could see in that environment. Listen, you, you know, I'm, we just did. We did a conference recently in Copenhagen and you go to Copenhagen and you could see the other extreme. There's no cars on the road. Everybody rides bikes the air feels better quality of life feels better uh, you, you, now can we in the US replicate Copenhagen there's no freaking way like it's just yeah. not happening yeah <laughs> so what what can we do we can we can invest in these technology solutions to make the buildings more climate friendly reduce their carbon footprint big time yeah for me My focus is on technology. There's a a shit ton of greenwashing that's going on. There is so much BS in the marketplace right now. Companies saying they're doing this and this and the other thing, and they're not. There's so much. Don't get me started on offsets. Important, but what I focus on is the technologies that we can put into these buildings uh, that are existing, and then the way that we can renovate them in a way that's not Emitting so much greenhouse gas emissions, so I'm all about the tech. That's I don't want. It, I don't get into tomorrow. I don't get into yeah. the political. So the solutions are there. Invest in them, and you'll see an ROI immediate, and you'll be ahead of the curve, and you'll attract better tenants, better residents. So where do, where do I see it going? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm going to measure progress in a couple ways. I'm going to measure it by uh, venture. Uh, dollars going into the space. It's a barometer. It's important. So I think, um, what did I see? Um, About 9 billion in venture funding globally going into climate tech, not just built world. So 9 billion, that's 50% year over year growth. I'm hoping that number just keeps going and growing and going. And then I'm looking for companies that are demonstrating Investing in these solutions within their properties, so it's very quantifiable. It's very measurable. Um, No pun intended with my friends at Measurable. So, you know that's where we're going. I I just hope that you know we we every sort of benchmark we could see progress, but we've got to be able to look past the bullshit, the greenwashing, the you know the green flag waving, and just focus on investing. And adoption. Um, And I won't stop until they put me in the box. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. So (laughs) I'm going to keep screaming from mountaintops and and anybody, anybody that'll have me, I'm going to talk about it and keep pushing it, keep pushing it. Definitely, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you you identified some pretty important KPIs. You know, where where I mean, again, this is the type of stuff that that this is why these these conversations are so important. And I know they're already happening at the highest levels in 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 companies across the world. These large, you know, institutions are are starting to put a lot more effort into this this direction. And so, you know, we'll keep tracking the API KPIs and. You know, like you said, hopefully the, the the trend continues, and I think it will. I really do as well. And yeah. you know, I'm hopeful for you know your endeavors in Crete climate as well. I know you guys are doing great work as far as the events are concerned, and as you continue to Sorry. spread the message and learn, you know, to educate people about it. You know, especially those in the the decision making chairs. I think that's really going to make a big impact. And and again, it's it's just understanding the problem and then trying to get an idea of how you can possibly solve it. So
2: well. Thanks Raphael. And I think like, again, I, I mentioned this analogy all the time at nauseam. So apologize to anybody who's heard me talk about this before my friend, Sean Abramson of third sphere, great early stage venture from, he makes the analogy about Tesla, right? That's what So He said, you know, why is Tesla the world's most valuable automobile company? I don't, you know, in a very short period of time, number one, is it because it's an EV? No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's a better car. It's technologically superior of every other car. I have friends that live in the most, the most, you know, uh, energy inefficient homes and they're driving a Tesla. Why? It's fast, it's cool. It's got all these cool gadgets. And oh, by the way, it's an EV. So that I have faith in technology will solve a lot of these problems. We've just I just, you know, I'm thankful that friends like you guys who are going to help me amplify the message. So I'm confident we'll get there. It's just going to be a lot of work. But again, uh, let's just focus on the ROI, the KPIs. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think we'll make some measurable progress. I hope so. That's my awesome. kids' futures are depending upon it as well as everybody yeah. else's. And and yeah. also,
0: I mean, you know, and this is one thing that I've learned early on, which has served me extremely well in my, my career, is incremental progress it compounds. So even if you see, you know, a 10% improvement year over year, 10% every single year, you look back after 10 years and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe how far we've come. You just referenced the 50%. Increase in in investment. If that continues, I mean, oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, even if it's incremental, even if it's five percent or ten percent, we're still moving in a positive direction, which is all we can we can do as and you can do really as a change agent. So, yeah. Um, again, thanks again, thanks again for all the work you do because I think it's going to be important. In Thank the years you, guys. To come, so, so Michael, th- first off, thanks again. Yeah, for, for guys, being our first repeat. Thanks again it. for being our first repeat guest. And I'm really glad <laughs> yeah. we were able to.
2: After, really my ran, after my rant after my rant, there's we're probably two and done, which I No, I, no, absolutely I won't blame not. It.
0: No, you're going to be, no, let me tell you, you're going to be a regular going forward. And, and especially did, as new did. things come down the line, I, I'm excited yeah. to have you back on and talk about these no, new, these new con- ton- topics and concepts. But one of the things we like to do near the end of the podcast is to talk about uh, what's the most impactful book you've ever read and it doesn't have to be real estate related. And I remember the, the book that you referenced last time. I don't know if it's still that, that book for you. Oh but- my
2: gosh. I knew you were going to ask me this <laughs> question and I should have freaking prepared. Um, uh, I mean, I'm an avid reader, so I read so much. Uh, and I always try and read uh, non business books because I figure, and I love, and, and it's mostly nonfiction. So it's, it's got something that touches me, inspires me that I can uh, have some takeaways, even though a lot of the books that I read, you know, people have gone through just horrific experiences. Yeah. Still, there's always nuggets. So, I think I mentioned in the last one, uh, the book that I continue to reference is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, it's just an extraordinary book about how in any circumstance you find yourself in, in life. And this one obviously references the worst you know, experience known to um, mankind, the Holocaust. You have a choice, you can't control. The you know the environment, but you control your thoughts, and that's really important. The other one I'll get heavy on you. If you want a spiritual one, is uh, another great one I love. is called Untethered Soul by uh, Michael Singer. It's a great one about controlling your thoughts and your mind, um, which I really love. um Oh my goodness! And then I got one for you. This is a, this is one I'll give a little plug to my friend. Um, it's going to be in reverse, but. My friend, Matt Ellis, the CEO of Measurable, just wrote a book called From Green to ESG, How Data-Driven Transparency Changed Real Estate for Good. It's a great read. It's it's a sort of a a 101 for anybody in real estate looking to learn about um, ESG and sustainability. So from the really dark days in humanity to something spiritual with Michael Singer to ESG from uh, Matt Ellis, CEO of Measurable. How's that?
0: Right. You're yeah, welcome, Matt,
2: so. if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> awesome. No, and, and you mentioned the man Search for Meaning. I know we had a, that conversation about it. I mean, really in anything you do, your thoughts are what allow you to operate within any type of environment. Even even if there's extreme negative stimuli on you, you have the choice to make a decision on where you want to go and how you want to respond to those negative stimuli. So I couldn't agree more with you on, yeah. that, on that book. And then I, I will be
2: trying- yeah, go ahead, what? sorry.
0: No, I no and I, no. no, I reference I'll, I'll definitely be reading that that book on that 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 your 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 friend has. I'm trying to think
2: uh, of what else. You know, I mean, I read gosh, I read so much. I mean, one of When are of you good- gonna what are you gonna write? When are you gonna write a book?
0: Oh, That's no, I have nothing You should. Yeah, no, you no, do. No, no. Yeah. yeah, you do, no. Michael. I'm telling I you. I got
2: I got a, I got a two more. I'm in my library that I'll, I'll sure. reference. One, another a great great book, a hugely influential, another spiritual book. One of the most important reads of my life, the Tao of Bill Murray. That's awesome. <laughs> this was I, a great book. <laughs> a great book. I mean, I got a lot of stuff on the Dalai Lama, but for me, Bill Murray's my Dalai Lama. With respect <laughs> to the Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> Hence that guy. Yeah. And for
0: those of you guys who are listening to this. Uh, yeah, you they know, can't uh, see. Yeah, it, they have it, he has a uh, a portrait of Bill Murray in the background and we were ta- talking it up before the the podcast episode that it was yeah. you know Bill Murray's just awesome. He's such a a cool individual. I would love yeah. to have a beer like that's one of the people I'd love to sit down and have a beer that's with. That's
2: a great question guys that you should ask at the end of every yeah. podcast. Now in my mm-hmm. case it won't be a beer. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a tequila. A, oh nice. A, I'm, a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, yeah, I'm very yeah, loyal to like kind of drink? just yeah. I just drink tequila. So I think your question should be, if anybody in history, uh, dead or alive, if you could have share a cocktail with or a cup of coffee, it doesn't have to be booze, who would it be? I'll ask you guys. All right, Raphael, who do you, who, what say you? That's a, that's
0: a tough question. Um, I mean, there's just so many people that, that are so inspirational. I mean, I Come read on, a man. lot of biographies. And so I probably would sit down with Abraham Lincoln, to be quite honest I I would probably I would probably love to pick his brain because, I mean, the amount of stress and and, you know, the the whole country was resting on his shoulders and he had to keep it all together. And, you know, he was able to make it through that crisis and then ultimately met his fate at the end. I mean, it's just such a it's I mean, it's an inspirational story, but also, you know, I would love to pick his brain to get a feel for how he was able to make decisions under such duress, because. You know, at, at the time, it seemed like they had the most resources and were able to make quick work of this. But as things started to deteriorate and him not him not having experience as as a wartime leader. I mean, how do you how do you essentially swing the tide? And obviously, that's extreme leadership at
2: that point. So I love that one. That, and that's a great analogy. I mean, a great description as to why that's brilliant. Jeff, what say you? I'm, I'm turning the tables on you guys. Yeah, you,
1: you definitely did. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one. I, I thought of two uh uh in Christianity Jesus for me I, I would like to talk to him and be like hey, you know you you have all the answers here like uh I got a lot of questions so you have a moment let's break some bread and you know drink a little bit of wine here so let's uh, <laughs> let's do this uh Goodness. there'd be a lot of questions and I uh yeah, I think that would be because you know he was a leader of his time so uh that's kind of where i went at first uh if you want to do it closer to our uh in the last couple hundred years i guess or a little more um right now i actually want to i would love to sit down with bill gates
2: Mm. yeah Uh,
1: because he just his forethought of how he's looking at investing all of his money but he's trying to better um the world in so many ways especially with his foundation and so that's why i would Want to sit down and just see his his path? Like, where do you see it going? And so, yeah those are those are mine. being so hard to depends on the from the time. Jesus
2: to Bill Gates, man. That's a-
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's two totally different directions, but it's I love different it. That's times. creative.
2: That's how I could see how your mind works. That's great. Yeah, you guys. So,
1: but uh, anyway, so speaking of that, I like the turn of the sides. I like it. Let's turn it right back around. Uh, Again, we want to thank you for coming back on. Thanks, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time and uh, enlightening us with the CRE Climate Tech. So we have a CRE treasure chest. what's a repository of things that people like to post. And I know you've done this before. So our ask today is what are you willing to contribute to the treasure chest today?
2: Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, what could I contribute? Get, let me, let me I'm gonna throw it back at you. Give me an example of something that was put in the treasure chest that you guys found of great value so I could copy it. (laughs)
0: Nice. Well, it depends on the person, I would say,
2: because we've got, you know, helpful people. Maybe some good nuggets because you've done so many shows, so many episodes. Give me a couple that really stood out. For me,
1: right on this episode, for me, I think anything to do that you think will have the biggest impact for the CRE climate. I like even if it's like, hey, you go here, and this is a list of all the websites of all the tech that you can utilize for your building or your.
2: Uh, there, there has I'm, to be a I'm list. I'm dying because I have to build that, Jeff. So okay, you've <laughs> well, given me a big homework assignment for the treasure chest. I'm gonna build it. I will build it. Um, I would say the EC3 tool uh, that you Stacey Smedley uh, put out. Is a wonderful, wonderful resource. I'd say ULI's Green uh, Greenprint uh, is a great one uh, as well. Great resource um, for all things climate. Um, and I think uh, I think that book that I mentioned from Green to ESG by Matt Ellis, uh, uh, CEO of Measurable, is a great resource for everybody.
1: So, so. shoot that over to us. All those that, three things on a, yes. a sheet, and we'll we'll plug that in. Hopefully, thanks you know, guys.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah great and maybe um, maybe the yeah. tau of Bill Murray I'm kidding yeah there you
0: go <laughs> no I mean I'm, I'm, I'm adding it to the list I got I got I got three audible credits so you better believe one of those will be belong to Bill Murray that's awesome, oh that's awesome. well again Michael we greatly appreciate your time as always we oh, know thanks guys busy I'm a big fan and you're really Keep working the good work oh, I'm a absolutely. big fan
2: of the podcast and all the work that you're doing you know you're you're providing a great valuable resource for the industry and there's there's I just wish that more people would sort of follow your lead so we could build this sort of ecosystem of helping giving back providing resources because you know it's it's a very challenging environment both economically and climate and uh, financially in the markets today and you know change is constant and you guys are just a, a breath of fresh air in, in what you're doing to help educate uh, what you're doing with the Academy, educate the industry to get better, to improve, to innovate. And I, I love what you're doing. So it's, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's an honor to be thank, back on.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much. We and I, I think, it. I think as time progresses, you know, people consume content in different ways and we've, I mean, over the last decade or so, you know, digital content and, and audio content has become a lot more prevalent So, you know, we hope to be that resource for individuals going forward. And as more and more people continue to consume content in those formats, I I think it's only going to expand the number of different channels and and podcasts and really uh, watering holes, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, you know that could that could potentially provide some insights. So holes. we're hoping okay. we're hoping to be we're hoping to be at least a piece of that. So you're
2: doing great work, guys. Thanks again uh, for the to- for having me. Yeah, appreciate work. it. Appreciate so it. It. So I people- Enjoyed the chat.
0: Oh, for sure. So if people wanted to learn more about you know what you guys are doing and or get in contact in some capacity, how would they best do that?
2: Uh, just follow me on LinkedIn, Michael Beckerman. Um, you could subscribe to our free newsletters at cretech.com and cretechclimate.com it's all there. So whether they want to uh, attend a conference or just get daily news curated on different real estate innovation, tech topics. uh, And uh, you know, if anybody on this show is listening, uh, you know, wants to connect with me personally, just send me an email, Michael at Cretech.com. And I'm always trying to be responsive and helpful, whether you're looking for a job or you're looking for a tech solution, I'm here to help. That's, that's that's my, that's how I roll. That's how I roll.
0: And I and I will encourage you guys to do so if you guys fall yeah. in that those camps because Michael is just a wealth of knowledge and he is very responsive and I would highly encourage you guys to do that. So, again, Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. If you guys, guys. are listening, if, li- if you guys are listening to this in a podcast format, we would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five star review. It makes a huge impact, and it's we've seen a significant uptick in our downloads as a result of you guys doing so. If you guys are watching this in a YouTube format, whether that's you know you know. If you're wiser watching this on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe to this channel. It really helps with the YouTube algorithm and ensures more and more people can hear this message. So thanks again so much for tuning in and we'll see you all next time.